you have your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 15 as we stand. <clears throat> if I break this thing, it's not my fault. I'm not responsible for any equipment, okay? <laughs> Amen. Uh, I want to read one verse of Scripture, and then I'll go back and pick up some verses, other verses, but just for the sake of time. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. You there say amen. amen. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Father God, we, we want to thank you once again for the privilege that we have to call on your name again today. Lord, I, I want to thank you for watching over me as we traveled, uh, Lord, down the road tonight to be in the house of the Lord. And I, I certainly thank you tonight, Lord, uh, for the church tonight, God, uh, uh, Lord, here in Chesney tonight, God. And I pray, God, you'll continue, uh, uh, Lord, to bless them tonight, God. Bless Brother Jeremy, Lord, touches him and his family tonight, God. Uh, uh, Lord, as the man of God is sick in body tonight. Lord and God we pray Lord you'll touch him and God help him tonight Lord and God we ask you tonight God Lord to keep your hand on the church tonight God they've been through a great Lord transformation tonight God Lord having a new pastor Lord and going to have a new sanctuary Lord and God I just thank you for what you're doing down here Lord at the Chesney Church God and Lord we ask you tonight God to move in the service tonight Lord the singing's been good and I thank you for every song Lord Lord, that's been sung tonight because, Lord, we have been blessed and God has been so good to us tonight, Lord. God, I pray tonight, Lord, for that unction, Lord. I pray, God, for that anointing, Lord. God, that you would take this vessel, Lord, touch it, God, and use it for your glory and your honor tonight, Lord, that your word go forth tonight, God, and help your people tonight, God. Lord, move into service. May your will be done, Lord. And, Father, I pray, God, you'll help us all, Lord, that when we leave here tonight, God, we'll leave in a different way than we came in tonight Lord and, and Father we'll certainly thank you and God we'll praise you for all that you do tonight God have your way Lord in Jesus name we pray and all of God's people said you may be seated tonight. I just want to go back uh, and, and pick up on some verses tonight and give you what the Lord uh, has laid on my heart. We know the story here. Samuel, uh, the Bible says, comes to King Saul and he told him, uh, hey man, to go down and, and smite all the Amalekites. In verse 3, he said, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, uh, uh, but slay both man, woman, infant, and suckling, ox, sheep, camel, and ass. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, hey man, that's what God told him to do. Uh, uh, when you get down to verse 7, the Bible says, and Saul uh, uh, smote the Amalekites uh, uh, from uh, uh, Havilah until thou comest assured that is over against Egypt. Uh, and then you read verse 9, but Saul and the people spared uh, Agag uh, and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings uh, and the lambs and all that was good uh, and would not utterly destroy them, uh, but everything that was vile uh, and refused uh, that they destroy utter. Uh, the Bible told him to go down there and utterly destroy everything. But when we read the word of God, that's not uh, what Saul did. Uh, he did exactly what God told him to do, uh, to not to do or to. He did what God told him. He didn't do what God told him to do. It was a commandment that was clear from God to go down and utterly destroy every man, every woman, every infant suckling, uh, every ass, every I mean he told him to destroy everything. Uh, but the Bible 
says that's not what Saul did. When you get to verse 11, the Bible says because of this, now watch this, in verse 10, he's telling Saul the word, and then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying, it repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me, hath not performed my commandments, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. I believe we need to get back, amen. If it grieved the heart of God, it ought to, it ought to grieve the heart of God's people, amen. If it bothers God, it ought to bother us tonight, amen. And the Bible's clear that this bothered God, amen. It said that God, it repented God, amen, that he, that he even set Saul up to be king over his people, amen. Listen, I, I believe as, as Samuel comes down here, amen, and he's looking at Saul and he's telling Saul, now watch this, go to verse 12, and when Samuel rose up early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel saying, Saul come to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and has gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Now he's lying. Not only did he not do what God told him to do, but now this man of God, this king, is lying, amen. Uh, the Bible says that he, he tells Samuel he performed all the commandments uh, of the Lord. Uh, and Samuel said, then what meaneth, uh, amen, uh, the bleeding of the sheep in mine ears uh, and the lowing of the, of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, uh, uh, they have brought them from the Amalekites uh, uh, for the people spared uh, uh, the best of the sheep of oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Uh, now he's making excuses, amen. Uh, well, we kept all of this to sacrifice. Uh, we, we thought it would be best. See, we get ourselves in the way a lot of times uh, Amen. When we start thinking our own way and not doing it God's way. And here's what the Bible says. And then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said unto me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou go, when, when thou was little in thine own sight, here's my text verse, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. I, I believe amen that when he gets to this verse of scripture and he says Saul don't you remember do you remember when thou was little in thine own sight uh, how that God had anointed you to be king over Israel uh, and I believe what he was saying amen uh, is this uh, remember how you used to be do you remember how you used to be Saul don't you remember when you was young uh, and you were little in your own sight uh, and he's not talking about his statue by the way I know in the word of God there's at least twice uh, in the Bible where it talks about him being a head shoulder than everybody else. Saul wasn't a little man. Uh, even when he was little, he wasn't little, amen. Uh, he, because he wasn't talking about that. Uh, he used to be a man of humility. He used to be a man of humbleness. Uh, in his own sight, he didn't think he was anything uh, when God anointed him to be king over Israel. Uh, but this man changed, amen. He's not the same person uh, he, that he used to be. Uh, he said, Saul, you've changed. Uh, he saw, I remember when you used to be a man one way but now you're another way can I ask you a question tonight amen and I don't know I'm just going to give you what God gave me have you changed 
Have you changed, amen? Can you remember what you were when you first got saved? Have you changed from that? Have you changed from the person you were? I don't know how long you've been saved. I've been saved 38 years. Amen, I don't want to go back to what I used to be, amen? I don't want people to see what they used to see. And now Samuel comes to Saul and he's looking at a man. He says, Saul, I remember when you were little in your own sight and that's the way you thought yourself, amen? But you've changed. And now he's this man of arrogance. Now he's this man of great pride. And he's this man that won't obey God. He says, Saul, you've changed, amen. He's changed. I believe, amen, if we'd be honest tonight, God help us. I'm afraid our churches are changing, amen. America is changing tonight. Spiritually is changing tonight. It bothers me tonight, folks, amen, across this great nation when they can ordain homosexuals to preach in a pulpit. Uh, amen. There was a time in this nation when that wouldn't happen. There was a day, amen, in America when you wouldn't see that. Uh, I mean, that's a sin. The Bible calls it a sin and it is a sin. Uh, it's condemnation in the eyes of God tonight. Uh, amen. But yet across this great nation uh, because our nation has changed spiritually, uh, uh, they'll ordain people like that to stand in a pulpit uh, and preach the word of God. Uh, I believe somebody's going to answer for that one day. Amen. Uh, can I say this tonight. Uh, the text verse says uh, he thought he was little in the sight uh, of everyone else. Uh, uh, when you go back to chapter 9 verse 20 and 21 uh, uh, listen to what it says. Uh, uh, go back to chapter 9 and verse 20 and verse 21. Uh, and as for mine answers they were lost three days uh, amen ago. Uh, uh, set not the, uh, thy, thy mind on them for they are found and on whom is all the desires of Israel. Uh, it is not thee on thee and all thy father father's house and Saul answered and said am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin wherefore then speakest thou so to me I mean there was a time that he honestly thought he was the least of everybody in the tribe of Israel but that man's not that way now something happened to this man along the way from the time that God anoints him to be king until this day that this happened in the word of God uh, that he disobeys God something takes place in his life uh, and I'm afraid what we're seeing taking place tonight is folks are changing spiritually amen uh, uh, folk, listen we got folks I hate to get on this tonight but I'm going to amen uh, we, we got folks that are sitting at home uh, and they've convinced themselves that it's alright uh, to worship God from a couch uh, amen I listen uh, uh, God help us uh, we need to get back in church y'all uh, amen folks need to get back in church tonight uh, there was a time in this nation amen uh, where we wouldn't let anything keep us out of the house of God uh, I mean we have went through uh, uh, viruses and we have went through diseases before down in the history of America but we didn't close the doors to the house of God amen uh, there used to be a time in this nation when the house of God was open 24 7 it didn't even have a lock on the door and people would come in and pray all day long and all night long uh, but now there's churches amen uh, that have been shut up and closed up for over a year now and I haven't even gone back to worshiping God God help us I say we've changed tonight amen and we need to wake up and realize where we are and what's going on in our nation tonight and pray to God amen that we get back amen to what we need to be amen can I say tonight I'm afraid there's many people sitting on church pews amen that have changed tonight that are not what they used to be and ought to be tonight amen
The Bible says that Samuel chose, uh, amen, uh, uh, he goes down there and he tells Saul uh, because Saul chose, uh, amen, to disobey God. Uh, Saul chose uh, to go against God. And by the way, because he did, the Bible says God withdrew himself from Saul. You better be careful, amen, when you start doing it your way and not doing it God's way, amen. Amen. Something happened to this man. Samuel came and said, Hey, I remember how you used to be. Amen. But now in your position, now in your preeminence, now in your practices have allowed pride to come into your heart. And you've changed, Saul. You've changed. You're not the same person that you used to be. Will you ask yourself that question tonight? You remember when you got saved? You remember how it used to be? You remember how you were? Are you the same person tonight? Have you changed? There's three areas I'm going to give you tonight that this man changed in. Watch this. Because Samuel came to him and he says, Remember how you used to be little in that own sight. You thought you were the least of all the other families and of all the tribes of, of Israel. But now you put yourself way up here. Hey man, you've got yourself above everybody else and you have changed. I remember this. Hey man, I believe he comes to him and as he's a, he was talking to, to, to Saul, he says, remember how you used to be. Remember how you used to be when, when you were little in your own sight. First of all, I want you to notice this. Uh, uh, he's changed from what he used to be because in, act, in chapter 9, verse 3, watch this. The Bible says uh, in chapter 9, verse 3, he said, In the asses of Kish, Saul's fathers uh, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, uh, Take now one of thy servants with thee and arise and, and go seek these asses. Uh, there was a time in Saul's life that he was concerned and those animals would go up into the hills and the mountains there and they would get lost and, and his daddy came to him and Kish came to his son Saul he said Saul those animals are up there and they're lost and I want you to take somebody with you and I want you to go find those lost animals he didn't argue with his daddy he didn't complain about it he didn't say you know who I am why don't you send somebody else up there and find them animals it's just dumb animals it's just stupid animals they'll find their way back or they'll wonder wrong. It doesn't really matter, does it? Dad? He didn't say none of that. He just took somebody with him and he has such a concern over those lost animals that he would go up there and he would search day and night and day and night and day and night until he found those lost animals. I thought about that. Hey man, I mean have we really changed? Don't you remember when it was when you first got saved and you had a burden for the lost? I mean you want to tell somebody about Jesus? Hey man, you want to tell somebody about the Lord? You would go house to house, door to door. I mean, you want to tell everybody, you wanted to go find that one that was lost and tell them about the Lord. Have we changed tonight? Amen. There used to be a time in this nation, amen, where we would go out. I remember when I got saved 38 years ago, Brother Zeke and, and our, our church had a visitation team, and they would go out on Saturday mornings. I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible, y'all. To be honest with you, I was ignorant. I was 22 years old when I got saved. And we didn't have a Bible in our house. My dad was an alcoholic. If you go by statistics, I'm not even supposed to be where I am tonight. But aren't you glad God doesn't look at statistics, amen? Amen. 
And by that, I'm not even supposed to be here. But I'm glad, amen, that God makes a difference because in that house, there wasn't a Bible. In that house, we never prayed. In that house, they never sought God. But I'm glad to report to you tonight, amen, that God changes people. God makes a difference, amen. And when I got saved, I didn't know anything about the Bible. I went into Sunday school for the first time at 22 years old. I went into the men's class, and they're in there, and they're talking about Daniel and them three Hebrew children being thrown in a fire. I said, oh, God, that's horrible. Who would throw their children in a fire? I didn't know the story, y'all. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I felt so inadequate, and I told my wife when I said, I'm not going back. She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going back in I don't know what they're talking about. I don't even know who they're talking about. She went and got me one of them little Bible storybook, amen, Bibles, and I started reading it like a little child, amen, and it had all the stories in it, Jonah and the whale. I mean, it had the one about Samson and Delilah. It had the one about David and the sling. I remember reading that little Bible book story there, and it began to give me, amen, what was going on, amen. It began to give me a sense of what was taking place in the Word of God and the more I would read that the more I'd pray God began to open up my eyes amen and I remember we had a visitation team and we'd go out and knock on doors every Saturday we'd knock on doors every Saturday we'd knock on doors every Saturday we'd knock on doors every Saturday I said we'd knock on doors every Saturday where's that at in America tonight amen we don't see anybody going out knocking on doors you know why because we changed there used to be a time it bothered us if people were lost it bothered us if we knew somebody's going to hell but now we can come into church we'll sit fine in our pews amen we'll sit fine in the house of God amen it doesn't bother us that right down the road there's a whole family dying and going to hell tonight amen it ought to bother us he says all you've changed he said, I remember when you used to be concerned about those lost out there. You was concerned about those lost animals. You were concerned that they wouldn't find their way back. We've got folks now that have left the house of God. Hey man, how many have went to them? How many houses have you knocked on? How many phone calls have you made tonight, church? I'm talking about being changed from the time you got saved to where you are right now. We have changed tonight, amen. I remember there's a boy named, and, and, and your pastor knows Brother Jeremy, that Randy Richardson, we would knock on his door every, every Saturday. Every Saturday. Me and Randy Thomas and a boy named Bobby Hedgepath, and by the way, they're all three preachers now. And we'd knock on the door of Randy Richardson every Saturday, and his wife Joyce would come to the door and say, He ain't here. We knew he was there. He would tell her, You tell him I ain't here. You tell him I ain't here. And we'd do the same thing. We'd go out in his front yard and we would pray for that man because we knew he was in that house. He didn't want to talk to us. It snowed one Saturday. And Bobby called me and he said, we going? I said, yeah, we're going. I said, we ain't going to let that snow stop us. Here's what Randy told his wife. He said, they won't come today. He said, why do you think? Why, why do you say? He said, they won't come today because it's snowing. He said, if they come today and they knock on that door, he said, I'll go to church tomorrow. We showed up, knocked on that door. Guess who answered the door? It wasn't him. It was his wife again. He said, you tell him I ain't here. The same thing 
week after week after week. You know what we did? We went out there in that snow and we knelt down in that snow because there's a man in that house dying and going to hell. We said, God, whatever it takes to save that man, whatever it takes, amen, to get that man right with the Lord, don't let him die and go to hell. Old Randy looked out there and he saw three men uh, uh, knelt down in that snow praying for him. Uh, He went to church the next Sunday morning uh, and got saved. Uh, Hey, that man pastors God can Baptist church in Bessemer City right now. I'm telling you, God makes a difference amen and there used to be a time in this nation there used to be a time in our churches where we had such a burden for the lost amen that it would bother us and we couldn't sleep at night and we would stay up praying all night long until God saved somebody where's that at now where's that at now have we changed have we changed he says all you've changed you're not what you used to be I remember the time when you were concerned about the lost animals Church, I remember a time when we were concerned about lost souls. Where's that at? Amen. The burden, the passion, the zeal that we had to see somebody come to know Jesus. Amen. I say, God, help us get that back. God, help us get that back. I remember one time we had such a we had such a desire. Our church was going through a I don't know a dry spell. I mean, it was just one service after another. It seemed like there wasn't no moving of the Holy Spirit. There wasn't no, there wasn't nobody getting saved. And we decided we was going to go fishing. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's what Peter said. I go fishing. They all said we go too. So we decided we ain't going on visitation. We're going fishing. And we got down there to the river and, and it bothered us so much. I said, y'all, we can't do this. I said, God help us. What are we doing? We went back to the church and our pastor lived right across the road from the church. And we went over and I said, Brother Gaither, can we get the keys? We just won't go in and pray. We went in there and prayed and asked God to forgive us because we didn't go on visitation. And then we got, I said, you know what we ought to do, y'all? We started praying for our church and God set that thing on fire. I mean, we had it was dry, it was dead, and, and when you could see it when you come in, you didn't feel amen. And boy, we got to, we we weren't preachers, we didn't know then. And we got that bottle of oil. We seen them anoint people with it, amen. And we'd get that, we got that bottle of oil. We anointed everything in that church. We anointed every instrument, we anointed every pew, we anointed the piano. I mean, we anointed everything. We prayed for every family that God would come down in our church again, amen, and give us a desire and a burden for lost people again. And more that Sunday morning, that, that next day, we was assigned, the choir was a singing, it broke loose in our, y'all ever heard the Sikana glory of God, how to, it would fill the house and the smoke would fill the house. That's the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. I mean, it literally happened. It was like a fall came down in that church and, and people got on fire for the Lord. Amen. And it turned that church upside down. Amen. Why? Because somebody had a desire and a burden to see something happen in the house of God again. Amen. Have we changed? Have we changed? Watch this. Not only did he change from that burden that he had to seeing those lost animals found, but number two, do you remember, Saul, do you remember how sensitive to the Holy Spirit you were? Do you remember when God first came to you and anointed you king, how sensitive to the Holy Spirit you were? Look at chapter 10, verse 6. The Bible says over here in chapter 10, verse 6. Let me find my place. The Bible says, watch this. And the Spirit of the Lord 
will come upon thee. Now he's talking about anointing Samuel because in verse 1, Samuel took the veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, It is not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. And you got you got to read this whole thing. Amen. I mean, he takes that bottle. He takes that oil. Amen. He pours it out on him. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee and thou shalt prophesy with them and thou shalt be turned into another man. Do you remember how when you first got saved saved. He's talking about Saul. Saul, don't you remember how sensitive to the Spirit that you were when the Spirit led you to do this and God told you to, you didn't argue, you didn't complain, you just did what God said, being led by the Spirit of God because it'll make you a different person. Amen. Do you remember when you got saved how sensitive to the Spirit of God you were when the Spirit of God, I remember one time sitting in church hall, I'm sitting, I've always sat on the front pew by the way. Somebody asked me when I did that, Zeke. They, they, you know people, they talk about you, amen. Uh, yeah, he just wants to be seen. It has nothing to do with wanting to be seen. I'm short, I'm little. I'd like to see what's going on. It ain't got nothing to do with that either, by the way. <laughs> you know why I sit up here? Because I can't see nothing back there. There ain't nothing to distract you, amen, from seeing what's going on up here, amen. I've always sat up here. I remember sitting on the front pew of our church, and the Holy Spirit of God told me to run. I'm in a free will Baptist church where ain't nobody ever run. Amen. I told you it was dead and it was quiet and it was reserved. Amen. And I'm sitting up there, y'all, and the Holy Spirit said, run. And I ain't running. And I started arguing with God sitting on the front pew of our church. Lord, if I do that, they go, they'll think I'm crazy. If I take off running down the aisle of this church, they'll think I've lost my mind. God said, run. I said, no, I ain't doing it. Amen. And I didn't. I quenched the Spirit of God that day. We got in the car and we was going home and, and my wife knew said, she said, what's wrong? I said, I did something in church that I shouldn't have done. She said, what did you do? I said, I quenched the Holy Spirit. She said, what? I said, I quenched the Holy Spirit, Janet. He, the Holy Spirit of God told me to run down out of that church and I didn't do it and I quenched the Spirit and I should have done it. I feel bad. She said, well, the next time the Holy Spirit of God comes on you like that, you do what the Spirit tells you to do. Don't you remember how sensitive to the spirit you were that if it told you to do something like that you knew it was God hey the devil ain't going to tell you to do something amen like that the devil don't want you rejoicing praising God like that it's God amen you've got to be sensitive to the spirit hey don't you remember how you used to be being sensitive to the spirit hey let me come back in that Sunday night <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that quick <laughs> Because I told her on the way home, I'll do it. If he tells me to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Amen. I ain't going to quench the Spirit of God no more. And I didn't know it was going to be that night. Amen. And I'm sitting there. Hey, you know, hey, I took off running down out of that church. Hey, man, I ran back down. I sat down, and the devil sat down with me. He said, They're looking at you. Everybody thinks you've lost your mind. I said, You get away from me, devil. Hey, man, I did what God told me to do. And the next thing I knew, old Bobby took off running. And old Bob Sr. took off running. And we had a fell in the house of God that night. Why? Because we were sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost of God. Don't you remember how church it used to be? God help us to get back to where we're sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. We've lost that tonight. Saul lost that. He wasn't moved by the Spirit anymore. Don't you remember the Bible says God withdrew himself and he had to go down to the witch of Endor, amen, to even talk, uh, to find counseling because the Spirit of God was with 
withdrawn from him. I don't want the Holy Spirit to be withdrawn from me. Amen. Now don't you remember how sensitive to the Spirit and how good it is to feel the Spirit of God move on you. I don't want to lose that church. But I'm afraid we've got churches that are losing the, the moving of the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because God's people have changed. Amen. I remember one time going to the... I don't, I, I don't know if you know the Cramerton Free Will Baptist Church or not. Cramerton Free Will Baptist Church is probably one of the biggest churches in our area as far as Free Will Baptist Churches. And it used to be the biggest. They used to have a Bible school there and everything. They still have a school there all the way from kindergarten to 12th grade. And they used to have Bible school there. And, and, and a lot of the preachers in our area would go there to go to Bible school because we couldn't afford to go off anywhere else. And I, I remember going with Preacher Calvert who pastored the first Free Will Baptist Church, which was the second biggest church in our town. And that's a whole different story how I ended up there. But Preacher Calvert said, we're going to revival if you want to go. I said, where are we going? He said, to Cramerton, Free Will Baptist Church. Well, I'd never been to Cramerton. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I want to go. Man, we got down there and this preacher just ripped. I mean, he tore us up. He preached the word of God. And that man gave an altar call. And I remember being so sensitive to the Spirit of God that God spoke to me on the front pew of that church. And I crawled to the altar. And y'all, I only got one way of praying. It's the way I've always prayed. When I got saved, I prayed that God, I prayed, I cried out to God that He'd save me. Please don't let me die and go to hell. That preacher told me I was going to hell. I didn't want to go to hell. Hey, Amen. And I only know one way to pray, and it's praying like that. And I got down on that altar. God got a hold of me about that message. Amen. I said, God, please help me. Amen. Help me to be better. Help me to have a greater burden. Help me to have a greater desire in my life. Help me to be a better daddy. Help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better Christian. I mean, I'm down there pouring my heart. I'm praying out loud, y'all. I'm praying. And when I got done turning around, I was the only one down there praying. Nobody else. Nobody. I didn't know there wasn't nobody else praying. I didn't care there wasn't nobody else praying. Don't you remember when you were so sensitive to the Spirit of God that it didn't bother you what other people thought about you? Or cared about you, amen. You just minded the Lord. If God told you to run, you'd run. If God told you to testify, you'd testify. If God told you to get in an altar and pray, you'd pray. Amen. We need to get back to that, folks. We have changed, amen. amen. We need to get back to what we used to be. Being sensitive, being drawn, being led by the Spirit of God, amen. There was a time, amen, when we used to be like that. Amen, you remember how it changed you, made you a different person? That's what he told Saul. Uh, Saul told Sam, he, Samuel told Saul, it'll make you a different man, and it will. It'll make you a different person when you're led by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Uh, I, I don't believe there's any other spirit, do you? Amen. We've only got one spirit. <laughs> One Holy Spirit, amen. And it's the same spirit you had today. You got saved. It's the same spirit of God right now. Then what's the difference? Amen. If, if we had that desire and we, we, were, we were that sensitive to the spirit then, why are we not like that tonight? Yeah. I can tell you why. Amen. We've changed. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to turn you into another person. Amen. And we have found ways to turn it off. We have found ways to shut it down and convinced ourselves that we're okay. I'm not all right. 
if I'm not sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. I remember that time in my life. I remember the days, amen. And folks, we need to get back to that. Saul, don't you remember? Don't you remember how you used to go up there and you didn't, you didn't complain about it and you didn't argue about it? You just went up there and you would search day and night to find those lost animals. Saul, don't you remember when they anointed you and how the Holy Spirit came on you and it, it changed you into another man and you were so sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Don't you remember, church? There's one other thing, amen. One other thing. I, I believe people have changed, amen. Remember how it used to be. Remember when, when your love for Jesus was so strong that you didn't care what people thought about you. You didn't care what people said about you. I, I remember after I got saved, Zeke, my, 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 my sister said, you, you think you've done enough. I said, let me tell you something. The only difference between me and you is that I'm saved, and that's the only difference. Amen. I'm, just a, I'm still a sinner saved by grace. Amen. There ain't no other difference between me and you other than I've been saved by grace. Amen. And Saul, we used to be that way until he got to that place where he was above everybody else. And he thought himself to be bigger and better. God help us not to ever get to that way. Amen. Can I say the problem now is we, we worry about what everybody else thinks. Amen. We worry about what everybody else is saying about us. We need to quit worrying about what people are saying about us. Amen. And I know, I know all around our area up there, people up there, them churches, they don't care about this COVID. They don't care. They, they, won't, they don't care about people getting sick. They don't care about people dying. If they did, they wouldn't open their doors up like that. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Amen. It's just being led by the Spirit of God and being sensitive to the Spirit of God that God gave us a church to worship Him and we come to church to worship God. Amen. It ain't because we don't... I think this stuff's real. I had it. Amen. I know. Amen. I know what it is. Amen. I know it's out there and I know it's real, but it shouldn't keep us from worshiping God. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, verse 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but... Whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. God will keep us safe. We just need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God and get back to worshiping God in this nation and quit listening to people telling us that we can't worship God. Amen. I'm going to worship God. I don't know about you. Amen. But I'm going to worship the Lord. Amen. Here it is. And last and I will go home. Do you remember how it used to be? Not only when you were concerned about the lost not only when you were sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit but do you remember how it used to be when you wanted to be surrounded by here it is like minded people watch this chapter 10 verse 26 the Bible says in, in verse 26 and Saul also went home to Gilba and there went with him a band of men whose hearts whose hearts God had touched. There was a time in Saul's life that he wanted to be around people. He wanted to be around those men that God had touched their hearts, that God had touched their lives. Amen. The, the common denominator was their hearts. 
he was around men that God had touched their hearts, y'all. When you look at the life of Saul and, and these men, a man, uh, I, I believe, a man that they, they, their common interest was they had all been touched by God. It didn't say anything, a man, that they were all the same age. It didn't say anything about these men pulling for the same ball team. It didn't say anything about these men, a man, other than the fact that their hearts had been touched by God. Do you remember the day that God touched your heart? Do you remember the day you got saved? I remember I didn't get saved that Sunday morning. I went into church, lost, 22 years old. You would have to know the story behind how I got saved. I met my wife at a football game on Friday night, September the 17th, 1982. And I'd never seen her before, but she was with people I knew. I wanted to know who she was. And you know what they told her? Leave this one alone. Really crazy. I went up and sat behind them, tried to talk to her. After the ball game, everybody went to Hardy's in Bessemer City up there at Ingalls parking lot. And I went up there and followed her there. And asked her out. And she said, they told me you come from Bessemer City. I said, where are you from? You're not from Bessemer City. And I'm not all that bad. About one time. She said, I'll tell you what, you call me in the morning. I said, right, you call she said, No, 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 no. She told me her phone number. Yes, she thought I wouldn't remember it. Got up at 8 o'clock and I called that number. I said, we going out? She said, yeah. I said, yeah, you gave me your number. You told me to call you. Saving to see my aunt. If you want to go with me, you can ride up there. I met her, and I go to Memphis Stadium with this girl that talked about God all the time. And when we got up there, there's this lady. We talked to her aunt. Her name was Benoni. So happy, y'all, and I couldn't understand. I'm standing there thinking, thinking she's only got three months to leave. I'd be tore up from the floor up. This woman was so happy. She had the biggest smile on her face. We got ready to leave, and, and my wife said, Don, is there anything we can do for you? Saturday now, the 18th. Would you go to church for her? 
I went to church the next morning. preached on everything I was doing preached on drugs he preached on alcohol he preached on couldn't wait to get out of there when we got in the car I said you called that man I said you called him and told him I was going to be here you called him and told him everything that I've been doing she said, I didn't call him. She said, I ain't told him anything. I said, then you tell me how he knew everything that I did. God sent me to the right person. He said, you're under conviction. And I got another word I don't know. <laughs> I ain't convicted about nothing. I felt guilty. I felt ashamed. Things he said I was doing and I knew I was doing. And then he told me I was going to hell. I said, why in the world would anybody want to go in there and pay a man to tell you to go to hell? That's what he did. And it bothered me, y'all. It bothered me. And I went. I wasn't going back. I said, I'm going back. He said, this is He said, you told my aunt you'd go to church to her today. If my aunt was here, she would go back to church today. Okay, I'll go back. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to get rid of this thing. I'll be done. I won't call her no more. I'll be away from it. We went back to church that night, and that same preacher got up there. He made one comment out of that same book. And, and y'all, he said, that choir come and sing. And I don't know how it happened, when it happened. I just know that I'm in an altar asking God to save me. God saved me September the 19th, 1982. I ain't never been saved. I got saved that night. I don't know, y'all. I'm ignorant. I've never been in church. I said, we're going back tomorrow night? I said, no, we ain't going back tomorrow night. I said, no, we need to go back tomorrow night. He said, we don't go back to Wednesday night. It felt like forever for Wednesday to come around, y'all. Hey, man, I, listen, I was around sinners all day long. I'm around a rough crowd. I work in a machine shop, and I'm around these guys that are what I was, amen, and, and did what I did, and I didn't want to be around. I wanted to be around God's people, Amen. Don't you remember there was a time when you wanted to be around God's people all the time, amen? Around like-minded people, those whose hearts have been touched by God, amen? It bothers me to see God's people, amen, when they can go out and associate with the world and the worldly crowd, amen? There's something wrong with that. By the way, you ain't never mature enough that you think, uh, hey man, that you can handle sin because you can't handle sin. Sin will handle you if you're not careful, amen. amen. And that's why we need to be around God's people Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, amen. We need amen. to be around God's people. Don't you remember? Don't you remember there was a time that you wouldn't miss church and, hey man, you wouldn't miss a revival. You wouldn't miss anything going on at the house of God. What happened? What's happened to our nation? What's happened to our churches? We changed. 
we changed. And we need to get back, amen, to where we used to be. He said, Saul, I hate to tell you this, but because you disobeyed God, because you wouldn't listen and do what God said to do, because And Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel? And the Lord sent thee a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners and the Amalekites and fight against them until they be destroyed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst and did evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have, have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took the spoil, sheep and oxen, and chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Here it is. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better to... It is, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of the rams. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee. That day God withheld his spirit from Saul. Saul died in a battlefield. Upon his own sword. And God never spoke to that man again. I, I, I don't want to lose, amen, what God gave me. I don't, I don't want to lose that, that, that sensitive of the Spirit of God in my life. I, I don't want to get to that place where I, I don't, I, I don't want to be around God's people. I don't want to get to that place where I'm not concerned about those that are around me. On their way to hell. Is it? Ask your question tonight as we stand and they come and give us a song. You remember when? Do, do you remember how you used to be? Maybe there was a time. Or you had such passion to see somebody saved and, and you knew it was the spirit of God when it spoke to you and, and you knew it was God telling you to, to do something and, and you didn't question it you just did it there was a time when you wanted to be around God's people all the time my heads are bowed and eyes are closed and nobody's looking around they're already in the altar praying tonight can I ask you a question tonight do you remember how it used to be